Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody lift your voice. Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we're thankful for you, Jesus. So thankful for you, Jesus. So thankful for the presence of the Lord that I feel in this house today. Such a great God. Such a mighty God. You know, the Lord loves you today. Maybe you don't know that. Maybe nobody's ever told you that Jesus loves you. But I can assure you that he does. And that he has plans for your life. The Bible says we are workers together with him. He's, he's got a very intentional distinct plan where he said I'm building a church and we're workers together with him you may feel like I don't know that I really contribute anything at all but if the Lord's called you and filled you and saved you you do and the Bible says that God added to the church daily he was building part of the building I said this before I said you know the world is like building material the world is like the Home Depot for the Lord because he he just goes through the world saying I need this for my building and this for my building and it's going to be a big building the Bible said it's a number that no man can number but he's he's, he's getting stuff off aisles we don't ever go down <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's some aisles that I stay off of because I know everything on that aisle is too expensive. It's going to cost too much, but he's already paid the price. Come on, somebody. Oh, give him a hand clap today. I'm glad to be part of the building. I'd like to say thank you and just for our music and our singing today. Tremendous job today. Appreciate our media and sound. Appreciate the saints of God, the ministries. Brother and Sister Blash, so wonderful to have you. Brother Blash, glad to have you. All of you visitors, thank you for being here today. We love you. We're glad you're with us. Somebody said, how can you say, I saw this one time and I never really thought about it, but Somebody said, how can you just say you love me and you don't even know me? And their reply was, well, people hate each other without a reason. So I guess I can love you without a reason or without knowing you. But I love what God loves and he loves everybody. So, so we'll just love everybody and see what happens. Say, so is that going to really work? Well, the Bible says love never fails. So I'm just going to love everybody and see what happens. God's good. Matthew 26, verses 38 through 42. And uh, I feel like this is going to help someone just get through some things today. 
It's going to give you some insight to some things maybe when you're trying to figure out. I tell you, Sister Jamie did such a wonderful job last Wednesday. And a lot of these messages from, from the time they've been started, Sister Annabeth spoke on that Wednesday, then Brother Christopher, then Jamie. And uh, they just, they're just hand in hand, you know, just building on one another. And I feel like today this will, will just go in with these to help us today. But Jesus in the garden praying, Matthew 26, he is about to go to his crucifixion. He said, my soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry you here and watch with me. He went a little further and fell on his face and he prayed saying, Oh my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto his disciples and he findeth them asleep and he said unto Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again the second time, and he prayed, saying, O oh, my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. And that's where I want to take my thought from today. Except I drink it. Except I drink it. Let's bow our heads and pray for the lesson. Pray for your pastor this morning. Lord, we love you today and thank you for your presence. What a wonderful presence we have felt in this house. Thank you for the love and mercy you've shown us today. And thank you now for this word. God, let it find good ground in our heart. Anoint these lips of clay for just a little while. Let me speak good words to your people. Acceptable words to your people. Lord, I ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Now give him one more hand clap of praise. Isn't God good? God good. You may be seated. God bless you. Except I drink it. The scripture teaches us, Isaiah wrote of Jesus and said that he was a man of sorrow and that he was acquainted with grief. And when we read this passage of Scripture, there's been so many messages, so many thoughts about what Jesus may have saw when he looked into that cup. But whatever it was he saw and discerned about it, whether it was the suffering, the sin, the shame, the feeling of separation that he would feel from God, it caused him to pray and seek for another way if it were possible. And that's the human side of anybody. If there's another way, Lord. You know, we, we pray part of verse 39 as the first, we see Jesus ask at first, if it is possible, let this cup pass for me. And we'll say, Lord, let this cup pass and let that be your will. We're saying, Lord, you do it. And I can tell you some things that I may not know the will of God for everybody's life. 
at what they're going through at that moment. But I can tell you this, that it is not his will for us to not fulfill our purpose. That whatever's going on, he does not want us to miss what he's got for us. We'll say, God, you do it. You do this. I trust you. Well, if I trust him, then I have to trust him with me. If I trust him with my prayer, I've got to trust him with me. 1 Peter 4 and 19, one of my favorite scriptures, I remind myself of this. It says, wherefore let them that suffer according to the will of God. was was a lot to teach right there, but let them that suffer according to the will of God now commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. That means I've got to trust and have confidence in the Savior, and I've got to have trust and confidence in the outcome. We commit the keeping of our soul unto God. Whenever we are suffering according to the will of God, you've got to trust Him and you've got to trust the outcome is what He wants. I think Job could could stand with that when he said, Though He slay me, yet will I trust Him. He said, When I can't perceive where He is, I do know this. He knows the way. Of course, I'm paraphrasing, but... He does know the way that I take, and when he has tried me, I shall be gold. But you see, it's not just about suffering. It's not just about, oh, I've got to endure this, and that's all there is. It's about purpose. When Jesus was looking into that cup and considering that cup, you have to remember he was not just any man. He was the Word made flesh that dwelt among us. He was the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world. He was the one the angel spoke of when he said, And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. He was the very one that John the Baptist looked up and declared, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Jesus even said of himself, When he stood in judgment to this end was I born. In other words, I have purpose. And what he saw in that cup was not simply about his suffering, but it was also about his purpose. And like you and I have done maybe in times past, we have said no to the cup. Jesus could have said no. He even said himself, he said, don't you know if if I wanted, I could just ask my father and he would send angels into this and things will go a lot different. I don't have to endure this, but we know that he was not just seeing suffering. He was seeing something beyond the suffering. He was seeing his purpose. Even in Matthew 26 and, and 53 and 54, uh, he said, thinkest thou that I cannot now pray and he shall give my father and he'll give me more than 12 legions of angels. But then how shall the scripture be fulfilled that it thus must be? If I bow out, how are the scriptures going to be fulfilled? And friends, sometimes I wonder what goes unfulfilled in our life 
because we bypass that cup. What uh, goes undone? What part of kingdom ministry is not happening because we have prayed, surely thy kingdom come, thy will be done, but we have refused that cup of the Lord. But Jesus said, this has got to happen if the scripture is going to be fulfilled. And what he's saying here is that nobody else gets to decide what the will of God is for you. You hear what I'm saying? Nobody else gets to decide what the will of God is for your life. Oh, no, no. And nobody else gets to decide what God's plan is for you. The Lord himself said, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. I know the plans I have for you. I know uh, that I want to give you an, an expected end. I've got things in my mind for you. Nobody else gets to decide those things. I gave my life for you. And then when Jesus prays again that second time, it's a little different. He says, oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it. Thy will be done. That's the revelation that the church needs to have. That this cup, it might not go away. It might not get done. Things might not happen except I drink it. Because again, it's not just about suffering, but it is suffering according to the will of God. It is suffering according to the plans that God has for us. Oh, we say, order my steps. And that step sometimes might lead you right to the table where that cup of suffering is at. And we may not understand it and we pray, God, move this thing. Let there be another way. But it might not happen unless you drink it. Don't refuse that cup. But be what Jesus wants you to be. We want it to pass by him simply removing it. But it might not pass except you drink it. And the reason why you keep seeing that cup over and over and over again is because it ain't going nowhere until you drink it. And the reason that it's continual is because, you know, he, he told his disciples at that last supper, he said, take this cup and drink all of it. He, you're not just going to sip this cup, you're going to drink all of it because it deals with the purpose that God has in your life. And Jesus knew that, hey, Lord, Father, if this cup won't pass away, if, if this can't happen except I drink it, then your will be done. And then now look at everything that was provided because he drank that cup. His purpose was fulfilled. He said, to this end was I born. Before he drew his last breath on that cross, he said, it is finished. And you know what? He would never have to drink that cup again. Got to do it once. He was offered once. He was sacrificed once. He died once and he rose from the dead once. It all happened then. He felt all that sin, all that weight, all that shame one time. He drank it and now we are able to be set free from sin. He drank it and won the victory over death, hell, and the grave. Come on, somebody. It was an awful cup. It was a bitter cup. And yet he did it. Instead, he just liked it, said he did it. I might not always like 
initially what God tells me his will is for me? Well, just be honest. Come on. Well, if it's God's will, then I'm happy. <laughs> if I, I might call some of y'all to remind y'all some conversations I've had with some of y'all. Oh, look what Hebrews, the writer in Hebrews, chapter 5, verses 7 through 9, look what he said. Talking about Jesus, he said, In the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death. He knew God was able to save him. And he was heard in that he feared. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. There was purpose in his suffering. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Friend, when he looked in that cup, it wasn't just about the whipping. It wasn't just about the, the shame, the humiliation. It wasn't just about the sin, but it was about being made perfect. It was about becoming the author of eternal salvation to all them that obey him. He knew that by one man's obedience, many could be made righteous. Woo, somebody. And he said, this has, got, this has got to happen, but it won't happen unless I drink it. And I don't know what it is that you keep pushing away, but maybe it's time to take that cup and, and take a big swallow of it and say, you know what, I'm going to drink it all because God's got purpose in what I'm going through. So many times people quit and bail out in the middle of trials and tests because I just can't take this, but you can take this. For Jesus, there was nobody else. It could not pass if you and I were going to be saved. And you and I need to realize that whatever we are facing right now, it may not pass unless we drink it. Again, not just suffering, purpose. Paul said in 2 Corinthians, he said, For our light affliction, our light affliction, it worketh for us exceeding eternal weight of eternal or a weight of eternal glory. You know, he said what we're going through, you know, what we're facing, it's, a, it's an affliction, sure, but in the grand scheme of things, it's going to work for you in exceeding uh, uh, you know, eternal weight of glory. It's, it's, it's going to work for your betterment. We've got to remember that the things we see, they're temporal, but the things that we don't see, they're eternal. And, and we may not see everything that God's got planned for us right now, but it deals with our eternity. Listen, I know, we, I, I know what you think. Well, that was Jesus. I mean, he's Jesus. Hello, he's walking on water. He can do this. Well, I've thought the same thing. Lord, how, how is it possible? Does it really work? Is there a way that we can do this? And I was studying, thinking about it, and praying about it, and I remembered another conversation that he had with two of his disciples. You back up to Matthew 20, verses 22 and 23. Jesus answered and said, you don't know what you ask. And he, then he asked them a question. Are you able to drink the cup that I shall drink of and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said, we are able. Then Jesus said unto them, you shall indeed drink of my cup. And you shall be baptized with the baptism 
that I am baptized with. They said we are able. You know, I've always read that and said, whoo, they're pretty. That's pretty. You know, hmm. We're, we, they were so worried about getting on his right hand or his left, you know. But the Lord said, I need to know some things. When you start talking about getting the glory, can you drink the cup that I drink of? Will you be able to drink the cup of persecution and suffering and all these things that you're going to face? Will you be able to drink that cup? Because I've got to drink this cup. Can you do that? And they said, we're able. They didn't know what they were saying. They had no idea what was coming, how severe the persecution would be when it was actually turned on them. But... In a sense, they were just prophesying the truth and speaking the truth whether they knew it or not because the Lord let them know. He said, you shall drink indeed of my cup and you shall be baptized with the baptism that I am that I'm baptized with. You're, it's going to happen for you. The Spirit itself beareth witness that we're the sons and daughters of God. It's you know, that, that Just like the Spirit descended on him, we're baptized with that same baptism. We've been baptized in water just like he's been baptized but we've also going to drink that cup. No man or woman. Now listen, no man or woman has ever seen the suffering that Jesus endured. And he was able. The Bible says we have not yet resisted unto blood, but that's, that's happening around the world today. People are drinking that cup today. But it ain't just about their suffering. It's about the purpose they fulfilled. It's about the lives. You can't let the the death of those that have, have given their life here in the last week or so overshadow the souls that are making it into eternity because of their sacrifice. They drank that cup. If they didn't go, who would go? If they weren't there, who, who would be there? They knew the risk. They knew uh, the dangers, but they also knew the purpose of getting the gospel out to every creature. And then with our cup before us today, full of suffering, trials, or tests, whatever it is, I want you to know you're able to drink it. Don't push it away. Because it's not just about suffering. It's about purpose. And the Lord didn't call you into something that you couldn't make it through. The Bible says that with, with every temptation, he would make a way of escape that we would be able to bear it. Everything that comes your way, I'm going to make a way that you'll be able to bear it so you don't have to run. Everyone, why Paul and Silas didn't just run when that prison door flew open? They didn't have to because they could take whatever was coming because he was with them. And they stayed right there because there was a jailer and a family that needed to be saved, that needed the gospel preached. And so, with stripes on their back and bruises on their face, and they preached the gospel because if, if they didn't, who would? That jailer was fixing to take his own life. Don't do it. We're here. We didn't go anywhere. When I think of Paul, I think of in Acts 9 when he was converted. You know, we, we love conversions. New births, what we celebrate, we, we just rejoice. Paul, his conversion was a little different. Knocked him down on the road, blinded him. Why are you persecuting me? Oh, who are you, Lord? I'm Jesus. He gets revelation. And then the Lord sends Ananias. And I want you to go and tell him what great things he will suffer for me. Welcome to the family. 
hey, brother. He said, brother Saul. Called him brother. Called him brother and he said, whoo, you're going to suffer. <laughs> but you know what? Paul didn't let his cup pass by him. Because before he left this world in 2 Timothy 4, he said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And henceforth has laid up for me a crown of righteousness. And not for me only, but to all of them who love his appearing. He said, he said I did. Oh, I, I suffered. I was beaten. I was stoned. I was shipwrecked. I floated in the deep. I've been bit by serpents. I've been persecuted by my brethren. I've been persecuted everywhere I go. But let me tell you something. I did not bypass that cup because it wasn't just about my suffering. It was about my purpose. And that's what I'm trying to help you see today that there's some things that God means for you to do. Regardless of how insignificant you feel, God called you to it. Don't give your cup or try to give your cup off to somebody else. It won't happen. I can relate that, that cup to the gifts and calling because he said the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. God's not going to uncall you and he's not going to move your cup. He might show it to you on judgment day and say, let's see if it's full or empty. Hope when he turns my cup over, there ain't a drop in it. I want to I drink it all. I want to do everything that God has called me to do. Peter said this in 1 Peter 4, 12 and 13. For us as brethren, he said, don't, don't think it's strange. Where are we at? For, did I give you that? I may not even give you that scripture. There we are. But rejoice as much. Or there we are. Beloved, think it not strange. Concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings. Where were his sufferings? Where did he see it at? He saw it in that cup. Jesus said you'd drink that cup. That when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. It ain't just going to be about heartache and pain and tears and suffering, but there's going to be some joy coming in behind these kind of things. In Hebrews 12 and 2, we learn a little bit more about why Jesus did what he did. We look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despised the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. He did it for the joy. And we can do it too. He endured the cross for our salvation. We are living sacrifices, holy, acceptable unto God. We can do it too. John 14 and 12 tells us that the works he did, we shall do also. And greater works than these shall we do. We can drink that cup. What I wonder is, who is God reaching? Who is God saving? Who is God helping because of what you're going through right now? Don't, don't internalize and make your suffering all about you. The Bible says, that we are made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. You know where your testimony is at? It's in that cup. It's what you drank. It's what you endured. It's, it was what your purpose was. And, 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 and that great cloud of witnesses all drank their cup. That number that can't be numbered, they all drank that cup. Come on, somebody. And what I wonder is, 
is whose faith is being inspired by you hanging on. When they see you walk into church week after week, if they can do it, I can do it too. You're helping people to learn how to drink their cup. Come on. Just like you teach a child. Uh, Do it it like mama does it. Do it like daddy does it. You show them how to drink out of that cup. It's what you're teaching younger saints and other saints and other people. When they see you steadily drinking that cup, you're just teaching others how to make it, how to get through it. And so I wonder who's being helped, who's being saved, who's being encouraged, what kind of faith is being birthed in people because you're drinking your cup. But then I have to look on the other side of that coin and say, who's not being saved? Who's not being encouraged? Who's not being blessed? Who's not being inspired because they see you pushing it away, walking away, staying away, shutting down, being silent, giving up, throwing in the towel. It's hard, Pastor. Darling, I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I know it hurts. I know it's unimaginable. But I'm telling you that if Jesus said we can do it, we can do it. And if you just knew the price he paid so you could have that cup, the price he paid when he said it through great tears and fear of death and he was talking to the one able to deliver him, but still he, if it won't go away except I drink it, your will be done. If he can do it, we can do it because I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I can remember that sacrifice. I can remember what he said. I can do those things also. I can make it. Listen, it may not be pleasant, but it doesn't erase the joy of seeing God's will in our life. And you simply are able. Paul wrote this in Romans chapter 8. We know it very well. I think of him a lot in the cup he drank. In Romans chapter 8, verse 35, he said, Who shall separate us? So listen, you're thinking stuff's going to beat you, but Paul's trying to tell you it won't. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation? You'll find that in your cup. Distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword, all that in your cup. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. Accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, life, Angels, principalities, powers, things present, nor things to come. Height, depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh, I know that cup is bitter. I know that cup is it's tough. But Paul wrote all these things to let the church know, to back up what Jesus said, you shall indeed drink this cup so that you'll know you can make it. Be persuaded. Fight the good fight. Finish your course and keep the faith. Come to the music, darling. Psalm 116, 
verses 12 and 13. You can stand with me this, this afternoon. The psalmist said, What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? What can I do for God seeing all he's given me? Cup. What can I do? Man, God's given me great friends, a great family. Man, my wife, my children, my church, my job. Boy, he's just looked after me. He's blessed me. He's kept me. For years, I've seen people filled and baptized and just, oh, it's, what a life living for Jesus. What can I render? What can I give him? What does God want from me for that? He said, I will take the cup of salvation. I'll just take that cup now. That cup that Jesus looked into, it didn't just contain the suffering. It contained the purpose. It contained the salvation. So just take that cup because God's not giving you something to harm you. He called it a cup of salvation. And then call upon the name of the Lord. What can I do? Just take that cup because you can't have anybody else's salvation. You can't have anybody else's will of God, it's, it's theirs, it's their life. You, God's got plans just for you. It comes in a cup. There's going to be some things in there that you don't like. Swish it around, stir it up, and you're like, hey, it looked good till I went to, everything looked good on top, but there's some things down in the bottom of this. Yeah. Anybody know about it? They used to tell you when you take that medicine, just hold your nose. Well, just take that cup. Call on the name of the Lord because you can do all things through him. and Drink it. Because what you're going through isn't just for you. It's for, it's, it's for somebody else. What Jesus went through wasn't just for him. It was his purpose. It was his end. But it was for our salvation. It was for us. And what you're going through, it may take something from you. It took stuff from Jesus. It ripped stuff away from him. It hurt him. Broke his heart. Shamed him. Humiliated him. Did a lot to him. But for the joy of those that would believe behind him. You might feel like I'm losing some stuff right here. Well, you never lose anything with God unless you need to. If you lose it serving the Lord, it was disposable anyway. Because God's not going to let you just do without. I'm trying to encourage you today, church. I know you're going through things. This world is getting tough and there's things going on and people can't figure out why, why, why this, why is it like this. Well, this is the time we live in. And that cup is going to become more evident in your life every day. It's going to be in your mind when you're driving, when you're working, when you're reading, when you're thinking, when you see that somebody that you've been supposed to talk to at your job or at your school, that cup's going to come into your vision. You're going to be like, hey, are you drinking that cup? Because if you don't, if you don't, if 
you put it down, if you put it away, if you walk away from it, somebody else is going to do without. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just lift our hands across the room right now? I want you to do something. As you lift your hands, begin to talk to the Lord. I want you to ask Him, show me my cup, Lord. Show me my cup. Let me see what it is that I've got to endure. Let me see what it is I've got to go through. And Lord, give me the strength to drink it. Hallelujah. Lord, you said I would be able. Give me strength to do it, God. And when you feel the Holy Ghost move on you, won't you find your way into this altar and begin to talk to the Lord? When you feel the Spirit move on, just go ahead and come into this altar. Let the Lord know, I'm committing to my cup. I'm going to take my cup, God. I'm going to drink my cup, Lord.
watch with me for one hour man what I'm going through I, I could really use the support right now it helps people to know that somebody's with them that, that I see you and I see what you're going through and I'm with you Jesus relied on his father he said all men will forsake me, but I'm never alone because the Father's always with me. But, but as a body connected and all filled with the same Spirit, we have this wonderful benefit of loving each other, rejoicing with them that rejoice, weeping with them that weep, bearing one another burdens. So before we dismiss, why don't you, somebody beside you is, and don't tell them, hey, I'm going to pour this cup down your throat. That's not what I'm saying. I want you to just hold their hand, put your hand in touch, however you want it, hug them. I don't care. But just let them know, I'm going to be with you. 
I'm going to watch you. I'm going to pray for you. and I'll help you with your cup. You help me with mine. I'm going to watch with you. I'm going to pray with you. Because uh, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So, so we're going to help people. I'm going to be there for you. In the name of Jesus. Woo! I'm going to be there with you. I see what you're going through. I see what's in that cup. I'm going to cheer you on. I'm going to rejoice when you rejoice. I'm going to weep when you weep, but I'm going to be right there with you. Somebody's getting strong. Somebody's getting strong. I want to know what it feels like. Heaven touches earth and I'm caught in between. I want to know what it feels like. The glory of the Lord to fall. Follow me. Take me there. Oh, yes. Take me there.
Hallelujah. And we'll sing hallelujah. Hallelujah. Until you come again. Oh. Yes. And we'll sing hallelujah. Until you come again. And we'll sing hallelujah. Until you went through didn't kill you because the cup wasn't designed to kill you it was designed to fulfill your purpose the Bible says it's the mercies of the Lord we're not consumed these things don't consume us and, and destroy us and do away with us but where we become weak his strength is made perfect and people are watching your life you know, they, I, I feel like a lot of people made a transition in this altar today. They went from verse, they went from praying verse 39 to praying verse 42. They went from saying, if it's possible, move it, to saying, if it won't move except I drink it. <laughs> that was real. Yes, Lord. Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, they say what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But I think when it applies to the saints of God, I, I think you could say, and I've preached this before, but what didn't kill you was a mistake by the enemy. <laughs> he should have killed you while he had the chance. <laughs> because it's going to be a testimony that's going to, it's going to just be to the salvation of many it's going to be to the changing of many he should have killed you he should have let you he should have just took you out when he could but what didn't kill you was a mistake <laughs> because now you got a testimony that's going to save millions amen come on give the Lord a hand clap and shout of praise thank you Lord God's good God's good. God's good. Thank you, saints. Thank you, visitors. Thank you, people, for just responding and worshiping and just feeling the presence of the Lord. All of us, it takes all of us together. We have church together. You know, even our visitors, they come in first time, but you're part, when you come in, you're part of it. 
and you help this atmosphere to move where people can worship and feel the Lord and hear from God. And we thank you for that. And if you're a visitor and you don't have a home church, we'd love to see you back anytime. Tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, we'll be here for prayer. Wednesday night at 7 for our adult, adult Bible study and regeneration. I mean, not regeneration, but kids power hour. And uh, so be here for those things. Drink that cup. See somebody saved. Amen. Don't forget about the bake sale. Buy that stuff, please. Buy that stuff, please. And then don't forget about the meeting in the youth sanctuary if you want to be part of Classic City Ministries. They're going to be setting up times and figuring out people's schedules. So uh, pop in up there and, and also let's join in on that. I'm trying to remember what else we have forgotten, anything. If it is, if it is, I'll make an announcement sometime, whatever. Uh, right now, I'm just so... I'm just loving the Lord and what he's doing. Amen. God's good. Shake hands and be friendly. Greet somebody in Jesus' name. You can be dismissed. God bless you.